Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. New York's coronavirus picture continues to stand in contrast to much of the rest of the country as more regions of the state enter new phases of reopening. New York's rate of positive COVID tests hovers around 1%, and its rates of hospitalizations and deaths remain at their lowest levels since mid-March, in sharp contrast to many other states across the country. This week, Governor Cuomo added three more states to the list of those states where travelers from those locations must quarantine for 14 days following arrival in New York. This brings the total list of states to 19. While most are southern states, it includes others such as Delaware, California, Arizona, and Kansas. There was also much focus this week on nursing homes. The New York Department of Health issued a report on Monday concluding that the more than 6,000 deaths that occurred in nursing homes in New York through the pandemic was primarily the result of infected staff and visitors, not the March 25th policy that required nursing homes to readmit patients from hospitals who had recovered from COVID but still had the virus. Specifically, the DOH report notes that the peak date of COVID-positive residents entered nursing homes occurred on April 14th which was a week after the peak mortality in New York's nursing homes, which occurred on April 8th. Therefore, the report concludes that if admissions of COVID-positive patients were the primary cause of nursing home death, then the order of peak fatalities and peak admissions would have been reversed. The DOH report has generated much legislative and media scrutiny, and as a result, the legislature intends to hold a public hearing before the end of the month to examine nursing home issues related to the pandemic. One particular item that has come up in this context is a legislative proposal advanced by Assemblyman Kim and Senator Biagi, strongly opposed by Misney, that would repeal the liability protections enacted in the state budget passed in early April for care related to management of the COVID-19 pandemic. These important statutory protections against lawsuits for ordinary negligence not only provide needed protections for physicians and other healthcare providers, who rendered often emergency and urgent care to COVID patients. At a time when many hospitals were being overrun by an excessive flow of patients needing care, it also recognizes the challenges brought by delays in care to other patients whose surgeries and other treatment were required to be delayed to prioritize healthcare resources for COVID patients. MISNI and several other specialty societies have written to the legislature to raise these concerns with the legislation to repeal these liability protections. The legislature is slated to return to Albany for a special session the week of July 20th, but it is unknown whether this legislative item will be brought up. We will keep you updated. The issue of availability of PPE also continues. This week, Misney PAC board member Dr. Interpal Shabra was featured in a New York Times article discussing the great difficulty physicians continue to have in getting N95 masks, gowns, and other PPE. Last week, MISNI conducted a survey of its members and shared with the legislature and governor's office results that show that 72% of the physician respondents said that there was still difficulty in securing PPE, 57% of the respondents indicated that their PPE costs had gone up by at least 30%, and over 30% estimated that the lack of PPE had reduced their patient treatment capacity by at least 25%. MISNI president, Dr. Bonnie Litvak, was also in the news this week highlighting concerns regarding the insufficient healthcare provider relief pool funds that have been allocated to community-based physician practice. 
The Albany Times Union article noted that in the Capital District, only 20% of the funds allocated to that region went to community-based physician and other healthcare provider practices. It also noted Misney's survey that 83% of physicians saw a reduction in patient volume of more than 50% during the pandemic, and that more than a quarter of the physicians had to lay off or furlough more than 50% of their staff. Misney continues to work with the AMA and state and specialty societies in support of enhanced funding in the next stimulus package under discussion by Congress, including fairer distribution of HHS provider relief fund pools, a continuation of expanded telehealth coverage rules by Medicare and ERISA, enhanced Medicaid funding to prevent against steep cuts, and student loan relief for frontline physicians, residents, and medical students. On the educational front, please go to Misney's CME site, cme.misney.org, to hear the recording of Misney's June 29th Medical Matters program. Questions and answers surrounded the COVID-19 pandemic, which included as faculty physicians from the New York State Department of Health, as well as Misney's Infectious Disease Committee. Moreover, just another reminder that at this site, again, cme.misney.org, you can find the required three-hour pain management course, which physicians must complete by September 30th, which, by the way, over a thousand physicians have taken. And at cme.misney.org, you can also find other great programming such as mental health and COVID-19 for health professionals and a series of programs on veterans' health issues. Again, thank you for all you do, and we'll speak to you again next week.